another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea, Tea, Dera, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart. Now go, you heroes of Thra. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone. This is your vital essence for the Dark Crystal. I'm your host, Philip Mitchell, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. As on this episode, we've got a couple of guests on the show, which I'll actually um, get you to introduce yourselves as uh, you're from uh, Bonus XP. They are the developers behind the upcoming uh, video game, The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics. And I mean, I'd, I'd have to say, first of all, I mean, it's pretty crazy about this game because i mean when i heard about it at e3 from the nintendo uh press conference the um the nintendo direct i should say it was actually a bit of a surprise i i i wasn't expecting you know not only getting the show and all these other material that's going to come out with the books and comics but also video game um alongside it so it's been a pretty awesome year for um for dark crystal fans but yeah first i'll i'll i'll, I'll go um to each of you and just introduce us yourselves and who you are and, and what your role is um, with, with the making of the game. Yeah, my name is uh, Dave Pottinger. I'm the president of Bonus XP. And uh, as far as uh, Dark Crystal Tactics goes, I'm the game director. So uh, I'm in charge of making sure that the vision is uh, something that we're executing inside the game and helping make sure the game comes together. A little bit of uh, executive production type of stuff in there too. Uh, I'm Alex Swain. I'm the lead designer, and a lot of what my role is is I, you know, go what 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 do we want the gameplay to be? How do we go and tell the the, the story, and uh, work with the rest of the design team to go answer those questions and put the put the game together. Uh, before we get into the game, I mean, I would actually like to ask um, both of you: How did you discover the Dark Crystal? Um, was it something that that you've it's always been a part of you, you know, growing up, you know, with the, with the film or, you know, DVD or VHS, that sort of thing. Or has it been something that that's sort of been more of a recent for both of you? Well, uh, tending to be on the uh, the older side of our studio, I actually saw it in the theaters when it came out. Uh, so it's, it's always been there for me. I think it's something that, uh, you know, at that point in my life uh, was just formative in terms of of fantasy and it's it's been something that uh you know i spent the better part of the last 40 years uh thinking about and uh it's been kind of a, a bucket list item to be able to go uh, do something in that universe and you know you, you think about uh things that are just you know part of uh the culture that uh, that our generation grew up with and at least for the the uh geekier game side folks this is definitely one of those and it's been very exciting to to be able to work on that uh, so my, my experience with the Dark Crystal, I actually did not see the Dark Crystal growing up as a kid. I watched a ton of other Henson properties, and I love them all. I watched The Muppet Show on pretty much loop whenever it was on television. Uh, but when I went off to college, I had a roommate who was a huge movie buff and just you know kept bringing up like 
oh, hey, have you seen this movie? No, well, okay, now we know what we're doing tonight. We're going to go, like, I, I've got my billion DVD collection. I'm going to go pull it out. Or uh, I, I think we had a VHS player at some point because there was something that he didn't have on DVD, so we went and found a VHS player. And one of those nights was The Dark Crystal. He was just like, oh, yeah, I know The Dark Crystal. And one of my other roommates said, oh, I've never seen that. And I, I was like, well, I haven't. I've actually never seen it either. And he was like, cool. That's what we're doing tonight. We're watching The Dark Crystal. And it just kind of, it, it like immediately captured me. It immediately made me go, like, this is everything I love about, about Henson growing up. But in, in such this vibrant, alive world as well. And, 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 and it's telling this great story. So I was just like immediately captivated. So when I heard that, you know, we could do something on the Dark Crystal, I was very excited. Yeah, I mean, that must have been kind of a, like a surreal thing. I mean, especially, um, you know, with the, with the movie, just how visual and just amazing that the film is. But yeah, I mean, back a couple of years ago when um, Netflix and Henson Company, when they announced that they were going to make a prequel, 10 episode, 10 hours of Dark Crystal, um, that was going to come out, you know, in a couple of years time, you know, from 2017. And now here we are in 2019 with the show and so much content with everything from the show and every and everything else and so i guess i mean that was the thing like um like how, how did you get involved with uh i guess the origins like start um uh, with the dark crystal age of resistance how did that happen was it something that you approached them or they approached you or yeah i would love to know so the story behind that yeah so uh you know we, we got involved with uh the dark crystal uh through Netflix, uh, we had done a, a game with them, uh, the first Stranger Things mobile game, uh, and had actually uh, started working with uh, them on the second Stranger Things game that we made that just came out this year. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we, we had a good working relationship with them. Um, the game industry, much like Hollywood, is, uh, and, uh, you know, TV and film is very much based off of who you know. And uh, so a connection. Uh, that we had uh, uh, from the old days working on Age of Empires, and uh, you know, we I think we were happy with uh, the first Stranger Things game, and, and Netflix was too. So we talked about doing some other things together, and uh, you know, we had uh, known that they were working on on Dark Crystal, and uh, they asked us what we were and shouldn't working on uh, that that they were doing, and of course, that was near the top of the list, if not at the top of the list, uh, for a lot of folks in our studio. You know, it's. Uh, for for bonus, we uh, we do original properties and we we do licensed stuff, but we never really set out to make licensed games. And so our our bar is pretty high for the the things that we want to work on. Uh, it's got to be something that's, that's just as exciting for our team as, as something that we're creating on our own. And uh, it's really pretty easy to tell when the team is excited about something. Um, uh, when we talked, uh, I came back from LA and and said, hey, they, uh, we talked about pitching them a Dark Crystal game. And I, the artists, I think, you know, almost every single one of them just leapt out of their chairs. Uh, the, the, the excitement was, was, was palpable and it was an easy choice um, because just so much of, uh, so many, many people in our studio have grown up with Dark Crystal or fallen in love with it later, uh, like Alex. And it's, it's a, such a touchstone and uh, kind of a seminal uh, fantasy property that, I think for a, a lot of our team, it, it defines a lot of, of what fantasy is, and the chance to have any kind of uh, involvement in that is, is is a great thing. So, 
uh, you know, we, we worked with Netflix and of course we worked with Henson too, which has been an honor to you know, kind of uh, dip our toes into, into the universe and, uh, you know, giving them feed or getting feedback from them and integrating it into the game, make sure that the game is, is as authentic as possible, but uh, of course it's a game too. So, you know, we have to change a few things here and there to make sure that it's a fun game. And uh, they've been great partners, both of them, uh, you know, helping us find the right way to, to tweak things and change things around so that it, it's a compelling game first and foremost and a great Dark Crystal, uh, you know, franchise piece as well. Um, so does that include like some like, un, un, I'm just thinking of names, for example, but for example, like with Jeff Addison, Will Matthews, who sort of created the, the show or developed the show, are they sort of like, you know, the essential or one of the many pieces towards uh, the video game, whether it's like, you know, with, with stories or, you know, to implement with the video game or is sort of the story sort of been that you've sort of had the the creative freedom, you know, a bit, I guess, a bit of, you know, creative license to do, to tell sort of um, stories, you know, within the game for tactics? Uh, I mean, to be honest, it's, uh, in terms of you know, who we've worked with, it's it's been a lot of people. Um, you know, the very first meeting that we had at Henson, uh, Lisa Henson walked into the room and uh, we were debating uh the way the characters looked within within minutes of her entering the room, that that was 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 pretty exciting. Uh, and you know everybody that we worked with at Henson on the game and Netflix too. You know they, they've been great and, and very supportive. Um, yeah, you know, the the game is something that uh, is an expansion of what's going on with you know Age of Resistance. Uh, it's not we we don't want to make a game that that just retells the the events of the show. So it's. The events of the show are, are intermingled and intertwined with, with uh, the gameplay that's that's in uh, the tactics game. But there's a, a great deal of content that we've expanded on and added, so that it, it should be something that, even if you've seen the show, as we expect most people who play the game will have, will have seen it um, from a Dark Crystal fan standpoint. Anyway, uh, you know, we, it's something where you, you'll 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 see nods to the the season. Uh, throughout the game, you'll, you'll play through some of the iconic moments, uh, but there's a lot of new things there that you won't have seen before, and that that that's important from kind of a uh, a lore standpoint and kind of you know, fan service, making sure that there's something for everybody. But it's also important that we we tell a, a cohesive story to people who aren't Dark Crystal fans. You know, this is a, a kind of chocolate peanut butter project where we were taking two things and sticking them together and. You know, uh, the perfect world. We've got Dark Crystal fans that, that have played tactics games. That would be the, the best thing. But we know a bunch of them won't. And so we're going to be introducing tactics to them uh, for the first time. And, of course, it's got to just be a great tactical game, right? You know, we've, we've got a long history going back to um, Age of Empires with a lot of our people. And our, our chief designer, Bruce Shelley, worked on Civilization with Sid Meier and Railroad Tycoon. And so we, we have a big, long, deep strategy heritage, and there'll be people that are playing the game because it's a great strategy game and uh, are just getting introduced to the Dark Crystal. So we, we've got sort of three different groups of people that we're, we're um, working on the game for, and each of them has, has some different needs and uh, you know different, different expectations of the game. But at the end of the day, it, it, nothing matters if the game isn't great. So that, that's got to kind of you know, rule everything. But uh, it, it's, been, it's been good working with uh, the people from Henson. Um, just as we've still been in this uh, podcast, I've gotten multiple emails about uh, interfacing with them and uh, getting concept approval and feedback. So that's something that we, we do spend a lot of time to try to make sure everything is uh, 
as accurate and uh, you know in the lore as possible. I mean, that's something that fans will, I guess, myself will also be looking forward to. I mean, not only getting uh, moments, you know, scenes or levels are based from the show, but also sort of stories are sort of about, you know, while this was all happening in Age of Resistance, there was this other story that sort of happened happened off screen. And I know in the past we sort of had that, for example, with um, uh, J.M. Lee's books, uh, with the young adult novels, that we sort of got a bit of that side story. It seems, yeah, that'll certainly be the case as well with tactics. So, um, no, which is really exciting. You know, when, when the game was sort of in development and, you know, thinking about genres that, you know, it, it, that it went through, you know, they could go through, you know, different kinds of um, genres for the game. What, what made you set out to um, make this as a tactical uh, turn-based game? So in, in our mind, when we started thinking about, you know, what do we want... They, they want us to pitch Dark Crystal. What game do we want to make in that universe? Uh, we quickly we quickly came up with the idea of well, what if we did what if we did a, a tactical RPG? I mean, so we know that there are are characters who are going to be wonderfully iconic. That's just kind of a thing that the franchise has always had, and, and Age of Resistance has delivered on that. And we want you to care about their struggle. We want you to help watch them grow, and we want you as the player. To be able to, to to use your cleverness to shepherd them to success, and those are all great things that fit tactical RPGs. Um, so when we started thinking about it like that, we quickly just went like, "Hey, tactical RPG sounds like a great fit for the IP. It's going to let us uh, put the characters in maps in the world, and the world is a huge important part of the feel of the Dark Crystal." And uh, it was it, it was pretty easy to decide tactical RPG was a great way to take it. For myself, like with um, tactical games, I mean, I had played, um, you know, many, uh, quite a few games, I think, growing up. I mean, of course, you mentioned Age of Empires. That was always the one I played a lot on, on PC. And um, I'm just trying to think of other examples. I think um, uh, Nintendo's, I think, Advance Wars uh, back on the Game Boy Advance days. And, and, even, and even as recent, I mean, in some regard with the South Park games, like the Stick of Truth that they sort of had some aspect of you know tactical games you know with uh with the battle modes where you have to move move characters and you do your attacks sort of in that similar uh field so i mean but yeah it is something that yeah i'm you know really looking forward to to seeing you know you guys uh take on on and i mean that's the thing like there hadn't been a a modern dark crystal video game for a long time i think since um i mean it was pretty much when when the original film came out um, there was only a couple of them, and so it, it's just really exciting that you guys are sort of having a, a more modern take, um, and and also based on the yeah, show, it, it's a good a match, really, I think, with with the depth um, like Alex was talking about game. in in the world. Uh, there's just so many good characters, and uh, you know, certainly with our our heritage, we we probably think about things from a strategy standpoint quite a bit, uh, and I think yeah, we we made a, a bunch of games like Age of Empires where you, you're commanding whole armies, but you don't have a particularly intimate attachment to any one character. And uh, for us, you know, that was just the wrong take on Dark Crystal. But uh, even going back to you know, some of the games you mentioned, but uh, you know, even back a little bit farther to Final Fantasy Tactics, um, just kind of a, a seminal turn-based tactics game, it's like just the, the, the depth and the attachment that people have to those characters, even playing the game you know, multiple times over, that that's something that uh, when Alex said it, it clicked like immediately felt at home for us. That you know uh, we we uh, love making tactics games and, and strategy stuff, and it was a good kind of union between uh, 
what we've got a lot of experience with and, and inherent love for uh, from a gameplay standpoint, along with uh, a property that just screams to be uh, kind of presented in, the, in that light. I guess, you know, one of the questions I sort of have in mind is um, what's sort of been the most sort of challenging aspect uh, with uh, creating the game? Uh, for for you both, has it been certain like you know aspects or um parts of the game that sort of yeah that were um, a bit challenging to sort of overcome with with making the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance tactics? So the the thing that I immediately think of when I hear that question about you know what what was the trickiest part of of making the game so far, it's finding the right balance between action and. Uh, Terror is not the right word. B- between tension, action, and tension, and and the that that just the movie and the show do such a good job of balancing those. And it's how do how do we translate that into this gameplay? What's the right balance for that, and what makes it feel authentically Dark Crystal? And that's that's been one of the the trickier parts. We're still trying to nail that down as best we can. I, I think we're in a pretty good spot, though. Yeah, I think you know, my version of that, that answer is uh, maybe a little higher level, you know, just given uh, my different role in the project. But it's, I think, living up to, you know, what is it, 37 years of, of expectations uh, and making sure that we that we, we do justice to the to the property for the fans. You know, we're, we're, we're huge fans ourselves, I think. You know, we, we wouldn't have uh, taken on the project if it wasn't something that we could love. Uh, and so it's, you know, uh, we think about the game, like, from a, a fan standpoint, and we want to put all the stuff in, but then, you know, like Alex said, we have to balance uh, shoveling everything in with what makes sense from a gameplay standpoint. And those two things don't always line up, even even though the, you know, the, the franchise and the world is a great match for a game like this, that doesn't mean every single piece of it is. Um, you know, uh, a great example is, uh, you know, the, uh, when you're watching the show uh, from the, the camera angles and stuff like that, you can get a good sense for the different size and, and scale of the creatures in, in the universe. Um, and fizz gigs and gelflings have a very particular proportion, for example. Uh, we've had to alter that proportion because uh, when we made the fizz gigs the right size, they nobody could see them. Uh, on the, on, on the TV screen. So, you know, it's uh, hopefully the fans will understand that for a gameplay thing like that, we, we had to make a change to the way the world is, is, you know, very, uh, very well defined. Like there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, specifics. And so we, we've made, we've made, I wouldn't say creative license at all, because we've tried to stay very true to the franchise, but we've had to change some things like that in order to make sure that, you know, it's, it's a good game. Uh, and so I, I hope that, that people understand uh, where we're coming from uh, and, uh, you know, and love the game and, and the franchise as much as we do and, and realize that, you know, things like that, that change, for example, are, are done with the right intentions as opposed to just, you know, us uh, not caring about, about the franchise. It's, we try everything we can to make sure it's all, it's all exactly perfect. And, some things, you know, just translating media from, you know, a, a TV or, movie or show a movie where you can have the camera anywhere to a, a game that does have a, a particular top-down perspective. Like, some things just don't quite work out the same. I mean, I remember, I think, um, in the Nintendo uh, video, the, the Treehouse, 
and mentioning about the scale and, and like, yeah, like I, I totally understand, you know, cause like, I think you, like you said as well that, you know, if you're doing a fierce kick, you know, in scale, you just couldn't see the details. So I think, you know, I think that's like definitely important. Like, I guess, you know, to have, you know, to show that detail, like with the characters, especially with the small creatures. Um, we actually started with the fizz gig in the right proportion. And, uh, uh one of the playtesters thought it was a, a moving pile of leaves. <laughs> and so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, the fizz gigs are one, you know, uh, like Alex mentioned the, the, you know, the, the, the good balance uh, between seriousness and kind of levity it, that, that's in the franchise, even though, you know, some of the, the overall themes are pretty dark. Um, fizz gigs are important. You know, we, we, we need them in the game uh, to bring some of the, the lightness to it. And they, they've got some of the, the favorite abilities in the game and favorite actions are, are the fizz gig ones because they're just so cute and, and there isn't anybody who doesn't love fizz gigs. So it wasn't a question of taking them out. It was just a question of finding the right way to represent and what, what they are in the, in the show and the movie inside of the game and because i know i mean for me it's like i love fizz gigs um the creatures they're just they're just amazing and it was all it was fantastic to sort of um see them on the show with age resistance um quite a, a variety of them but yeah i mean for me it's sort of like i want to see more fizz gigs though so i'm actually looking forward to you know being able to you know control you know a fizz gig as a character throughout the game so that's going to be pretty pretty exciting um for sure yeah yeah we, we did a demo uh for gamescom and uh pax west uh here and i think the the unquestionable star of that demo was a, a podling character that we had created uh and and there were people who uh if, if they if he didn't survive the level they were dead set on playing the level again and to make that they they had Pombo survive, um, and so it was. You know, we talked about uh, you know, being true to the the franchise and stuff like that, and like it was exciting to see you know, a character that we had added um, to kind of to flesh out the world and give us you know some of the, those uh, side stories that you were referencing earlier. To see that, that that fans of the Dark Crystal just immediately gravitated towards that character and. Uh, Save Pombo became a, a kind of rallying cry at, at PAX where uh, it, was, it was really fun to see people respond uh, to, you know, I think we, we knew that they were going to love the, the Dark Crystal elements that we had represented from the, from the show, but to see them react uh, really positively to some of the stuff that we had added, I think, uh, gave us some, a good sense that we're, we're on the right track. Yeah, it's it's something I'm very much like looking forward to um, with the game and just I mean playing as different characters, um, even as a podling. So that that's that's really kind of cool because I mean I know I mean podlings like in the show it's like well it's really just Hop that's sort of taking action. So it's it so now I'm I'm sort of really intrigued about how how the podlings sort of get involved in in the overall story. So that's so that's so that's really cool and and so I guess. Um, you know, you've had demos of the game, of course, um, at Gamescon and, and quite a, uh, and with PAX. And what has the feedback been like from people that have been playing the game uh, overall? Yeah, I think the, the, the feedback from folks who've, who've uh, played the demos uh, was really great. Um, uh, it's one of those things, I think, that, that people didn't realize they wanted until we announced it. And then it's been... A, Incredibly uh, invigorating for the team to to see how many people love the Dark Crystal. You know, I mean, you know, we know we do, and um, but it's there's a, t- a ton of people that go out of their way to say I-, I can't believe this is a game, and I'm just so excited to play it. 
and the fact that it's a tactics game, you know, uh, that's reminiscent of Final Fantasy Tactics, and there just aren't a lot of games like that anymore. Um, you know, a couple of good ones every year, essentially, but it's definitely not uh, a particularly heavily trodden genre these days. Uh, like it's it, it's great to see people, you know, as excited uh, to play the game as we are to make it, and I think it's. Uh, Helped us uh, really focus in on, on what uh, you know the, the the soul of the game is uh, to get that feedback and it's always great to see people who aren't making the game play it. You know we get a lot of great uh, user experience feedback about interface and whatnot, but just seeing the the parts that people gravitate towards, like the the uh, Pavlin character I mentioned and you know uh, the the different abilities we have and which ones that resonate and which ones don't quite feel like a dark crystal uh, thing and which ones are, you know, have bad names and uh, th th that feedback, it's, it's great to get that. And, um, you know, the, the fans were, uh, sometimes we had, we had to kick them out of the demo. Uh, I felt bad that uh, like they, they were just excited to play. And I think they uh, are, are very uh, talkative and engaged, uh, you know, each and every one of them. So it's, it's been good to interact with them and, and get that feedback. And um, it, it's, rare that we had uh, we had two shows back to back uh with a ton of people uh and uh we don't usually get that much early feedback on the game on the games that we make uh so it's uh, kind of unusual to get that much but uh very helpful as we are starting to finish up development and figure out uh where to polish and where to add more here and there that was uh, really instructive for us to get feedback on, on which uh, things people liked and uh, which things they thought were missing there's going to be about what about 80 sort of uh, campaign battles uh, that'll be like in this game and i know i think um uh, there's been mentioned about there's a lot of um different modes that are going to be um within, within this game like such as i think the the new game plus mode um i i'd actually like to know like it, what what kind of different modes will there be in um in tactics so uh we aren't talking too much about what new game plus is yet um so, uh, so the, the stuff that we are talking about at this point, uh, the, the core gameplay mode uh, and then different difficulty levels of that, you know, going back to the, uh, the discussion about the different types uh, of people that we, we're thinking are going to play the game. Um, you know, so there's kind of a, a simpler difficulty level called story that is just for people who want to play through the game and they don't want uh, as much of a challenge. Um, that's not going to be a particularly great game for a tactics fan. Uh, in fact, we are figuring out how we discourage tactics fans from playing that mode because it's it's not meant for them. Uh, you know, the normal difficulty and and the harder difficulty level, like you know, uh, Alex is actually working on some of the AI too, and you know, it's fun to see them you know pull out different behaviors on the on the harder difficulty levels that they wouldn't do uh, on on some of the easier ones. And like that that type of variety in the game is important. Um, and then we'll, we'll have new game plus. Uh, and uh, that'll probably involve some kind of uh, carryover, but we uh, we aren't really talking too much about the specifics there yet. Okay, yeah, no worries. I guess I might as well speak to to um, Alex, um, the lead designer of of the game. And um, I want to know, like, um, I guess the challenging aspects, like when it comes to you know to creating levels or or campaigns, you know, map out. Um, how each sort of campaign is going to play out. Like, how, how do you how do you make choices between? Uh, because I know, especially in the game, that uh, one of the things 
in this game that characters can do can actually, you know, attack from, you know, above, you know, from above, um, wherever they got their bow arrows to shoot from above to the other characters. What What's sort of been, you know, to sort of change up with, um, you know, ha- I guess that sort of has more of a strategy appeal to it. So I'd just love to know just your... Yeah, uh, just from your point of view about the um from the lead from the lead designer aspect um with uh, tactics. Yeah. So when it comes to to making sure that the, that the tactics feels good, uh, one of the big things is that we as a is a design team because it's it's we have a bunch of great designers and everyone has fantastic ideals and you know we work together on these problems and we, we come up with much better solutions. Uh, is just trying to make sure that we understand this part of the campaign we want to feel like this and we want it to feel different than other parts so that as you go through the campaign you are faced with a variety of challenges because in our opinion as a team like that's what we think really makes tactics games shine when you're put to a new situation where even if even if all the pieces are the same you know the arrangements are different you were saying earlier where sometimes enemies attack from above that's fantastic. You put a map where enemies start above you and you have to fight your way up. And then, you know, the next map is one where you start from above and you have to hold the high ground. Like it's a, it, it creates a great variety of, okay, what do I have to respond to and what, what the enemy's doing? What does that mean for, for who I want to bring? What does that mean for how I want to play the map out? And so, so, so a lot of how we approach that is how can we make this work for what the story needs out of it, how can we make this work for what's going to give us the best variety of gameplay? And I guess, like, I mean, the thing with, I mean, with the Dark Crystal, I mean, with the show, especially, there's um, different types of clans of, of Gelflings. So, of course, you know, you've got some, the Stone in the Wood, they're sort of in that foresty kind of environments, and the Dowsin are sort of, you know, in the sand um, environments, and, and Seafern are sort of by the water. You know, how, how's that been sort of, you know, by if you sort of using like different uh, using different environments uh, within the game we definitely have different environments in the game and the clan a gelfling belongs to definitely matters for gameplay i don't want to to give away too much because i'm not sure well, you, we, we can talk yeah. a little bit about the 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 clan stuff is is an important uh you know obviously uh, now we a month ago, we had, we we couldn't have this conversation, but now now this you know the the uh, interplay between the clans is, is a big uh, deal uh, and a big subtext throughout the whole season uh, of Age of Resistance, uh, the first season. Uh, so it's it's something that uh, we have expanded with inside the game, uh, and it's a it's a big deal. There's a lot of gameplay around uh, you know the, the clans and and what they do. Um, you know, like, like Alex was mentioning, the, the different gameplay situations that you can get in, in tactics games, and uh, we've extended that to some of the clan stuff. You know, so the different uh, territories for the clans will will have some different gameplay features on the maps that um, you know, help help kind of pull everything together for that clan. But also, when you go to a different territory, you know, the the inherent uh, kind of core game plays out a little bit differently based off of the map changes. So I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show, um, David and, and Alex, uh, for being you know on this chat, chatting about the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And I know there's going to be a lot of fans that you know we're just so excited to um, get our hands on the game and just um, yeah, I mean just 
really expanding the world of the Dark Crystal, playing whether it's golflings um, and and fizz gigs and podlings and and even old grass. So there's certainly a lot a lot to look forward to. And I think you know as we sort of get to the launch of the game, yeah, we'll definitely have a lot to to talk about with the video game and so much more. So for any listeners, if you want to know more about the game, you can go to nmass.com forward slash games forward slash Dark Crystal Tactics. And of course, the game is pretty much got coming out on every platform from uh, Xbox, uh, PlayStation, uh, the Switch, PC, Mac. It's basically going to be on all platforms. So it's really exciting. So again, just want to say thank you so much for being on the show, David and Alex. Thank you for having us. It was a pleasure. Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal Podcast, is a production of Three Point Edit. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook, follow on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, visit our website at www.darkcrystalpodcast.com. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.